So in the series of studies we started on the characteristics of the early church. I think the first week we talked about one of the most important characteristics of the early church. We found the early church was a learning church. They were constantly, continuously learning from the word of God. At any moment, they were willing to learn from the word of God and from the mouth of the apostles. They wanted to listen to God's word. And last week, we talked about yet another character of the early church. That the early church was a united church. The early church was a united church. There are three reasons we found the early church was united. Can do any of you remember what are the three reasons why the early church was a united church? They were dead to the self, they were dying to the world and dying for Christ. Good. They were dead to their selves. They were dead to the world and they were ready to die for Christ. We talked about the unity of the church. The unity doesn't really happen by having a peace meeting, by having a peace talk among the members. The unity doesn't really happen by having a leadership seminar and teaching them the leadership concepts. The leadership, the, 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 the unity comes in the church when there is death in the church. What kind of death in the church? People need to die for their self. Their self need to die. And they need to die for the world. The passions and the pleasures, that craving nature of the flesh need to die. And then thirdly, we, need, we talked about dying for even for Christ's sake. We need to be ready. Then only we will have unity in the church. You know, when people are equipped to do that, when people can deny their self, then they are willing to give, willing to yield to the voice of the Holy Spirit, willing to yield to one another. Another, not just going to stand firm on their decisions and their thinking you know many churches they are going through it because what what I preach it, it looks you know right to me and what you think it, it looks right to you right I'm talking about in a, in a church generally the, the congregation and what one group says it is it looks right to them and what the other group says it looks right to them you know they all stand very firm on what they think it is right and where is the self-denial the word of God talks about? You know, we need to die for ourselves in order to bring unity in our churches today. And that is very, very important. We talked very, de very detailly about, you know, the unity that is required in the churches. And today, we are going to see the third characteristics of the early church. That is, in the early church, miracle working power of God was demonstrated. In the early church, the miracle working power of God was demonstrated. Let, shall we just read some of the scriptures for us to know that early church, we see the miracle working power of God Almighty. Acts chapter 2 verse 41. Let's read some of the scriptures. They are very precise very and very precious. Acts chapter 2 verse 41. Let's read from 41 to 43. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. 
verse 42 and they continued steadfastly in apostles doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers verse 43 then fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles many wonders and signs were done through the apostles let's go to chapter 3 in chapter 3 verse 1 to 8 chapter 3 verse 1 to 8 if you can just follow with me what we see there is the miracle that took place at the at the temple at the you know at the, at the entrance of the temple when Peter and John walked into the temple you know not many days after they went back to fishing you know after Jesus rose uh, from the dead it is not many days you know from uh, you know from when they gathered together in the upper room to receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit but now in the chapter 3 after the preaching the greatest preaching of Peter in chapter 3 we read Peter and John they just walked and they went into the temple at the hour of prayer the ninth hour that's what the word of God says words 2 says and certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple which is called beautiful to ask alms for from those who entered the temple it looks like that every day it is a practice that lame man was brought and he is kept kept at the temple entrance of the temple verse 3 who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked for arms verse 4 and fixing his eyes on him with John Peter said look at us verse 5 so he gave them his attention expecting to receive something from them verse 6 then Peter said silver and gold I do not have but what I have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth rise up and walk and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength you know that's what the word of God says so he leaped up leaping up stood and walked and entered the temple with them walking leaping and praising God miracles were taking place in the early church Acts chapter 5 verse 12 let's go to Acts chapter 5 verse 12 and through the hands of the apostles many signs and wonders were done among the people and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch what of God clearly says and through the hands of the apostles many signs and wonders took place with the hands of the apostles many signs and miracles took place the same chapter Acts chapter 5 let's read 15 to 16 well, let's read from 14 and believers were increasingly added to the Lord uh, to the to the Lord multitudes of both men and women so that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them also a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirit and they were all healed they just brought the sick and laid the sick on the street 
at least the shadow of the apostles will fall on them as the apostles walked by the shadow fell on the sick and the demon possessed and Bible says the sick were healed and the demons came out screaming the early church miracles took place the third characteristics of the early church is the miracle working church or the church where miracles took place you know the early apostles and the early church churches they displayed the miracle working power of God you know Jesus Christ performed so many miracles you know uh, John writes if you remember John writes at the end of the gospel of John in chapter 21 and verse 25 he says if you can just go with me uh, chapter 21 John the gospel verse 25 and there are also many other things that Jesus did which if they were written one by one I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written have you noticed that Jesus did so many other things and if they start writing books after books the world itself will not contain so many so we can imagine how many miracles you know he would have performed when he lived just you know when he was in the ministry for three and a half years there are so many miracles so many people the Bible accounts with only very few instances probably what the disciples noticed there are so many things unnoticed I can imagine if Peter and John when they were walking on the streets when the shadow falls on the sick if they were there were healing when our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ when he was walking on this side working on this earth I can imagine those who the sick those who are in the vicinity of you know Jesus Christ probably they would have got healed it's the I can imagine if, if there is an atomic reactor you know we can we, we say that so many kilometers people who are living in those areas if there is a small leak what will happen it will hit everybody the radiations will come and harm and destroy everybody that's what we know and I can imagine the same thing would have happened when Jesus was walking on the streets people those who are sick the moment they, they, they just appear in that region they would have got healed no, without their knowledge and then they could have come to know oh Jesus is walking there on the street you know such a healing took place that's why John said there is no place not even books will contain the kind of miracle that took place when Jesus was on this earth and in Acts 10.38 word of God says Jesus was anointed in a special way Acts 10.38 how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him you know disciples performed miracles Jesus Christ he performed miracle not only that Jesus said those who believe in him will do this miracles let's go to mark chapter 30 mark chapter 16 verse 17 mark chapter 16 verse 17 here the word of God says and these signs will follow these signs will follow those who believe in my name they will cast out demons they will speak with new tongues they will take up serpents and if they drink anything deadly it will by no means hurt them they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover you know all through the Bible if I read I can see these three things there were miracles performed by the apostles and there is miracle performed by Jesus Christ and there is a promise which spoken by Jesus that 
believers those who believe they will perform the signs and wonders putting all this together I strongly believe such miracle working power of God has not diminished has not reduced in the churches today you know what we are talking today it's important what we are talking today it is going to clear some of our questions I am sure and as we hear this message and it is important that you know we need to heed our our hearts and mind today to the word of God as God speaks to us you know you may ask me how can we say that in the early churches there were evidences of God's power but today why we don't see such things in the churches why we don't see such miracles what it is true that Jesus Christ told he who believes you know he who you know believes in me the signs and wonders will follow but today why we don't see that in the churches today that is a question I'm sure it is it was in my it, it is in my mind I'm sure it is in all of our minds does it mean that God doesn't perform miracles anymore no it doesn't mean that God doesn't really perform miracles you know why the dead are not raising back life today why the blind and deaf they are not restoring they are not restored in their health why the lame and the cripple they are not just getting up in the name of the Lord and walking today why today's you know Ananias and Sapphira's are not falling dead when they come and say lie in the presence of God these were the questions in my mind why the persecutors of the church are not getting converted like when Paul was you know Paul got you know had the miraculous encounter on the way to Damascus why these things are not seen today in churches I asked the questions you know to myself and you know as I was really getting ready for the sermon you know there are three different or three or four different thoughts around this topic in churches today I want you to be aware of it one group says God does still perform miracles many of them really just happen unnoticed or they just denied people say that oh no 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 it all happened just just a coincidence just my luck that I got healed you know even though they pray they write prayer requests but when it happens they just tend to believe it is just a luck or it's a coincidence or it is maybe that my doctor really healed me however we don't need more miracles they say that we don't really need more miracles what we need is to believe in the greatest miracle of salvation salvation is the greatest miracle just that is the only miracle just believe in that the rest are all the miracles it may happen it may not happen we don't really need to believe in those things that's a one group is thinking about it and that's wrong that's not right I'm not saying it is right another group says miracles are no longer necessary early churches the miracle took place because God wanted to prove that son Jesus came from God and God wanted to prove that his disciples are the chosen ones from God that was the reason for the miracles by their hands and God really doesn't really perform miracle and there is no need that we need to expect miracles from God today as it happened in the time of the Bible 
it happened there because God wanted to honor Jesus and prove that he is son Jesus from God he is God that's where there were miracles there were miracles in the times of apostles because God wanted to tell them that these are the chosen ones the 12 uh, apostles and that's where miracle took place and really we don't need to ask for miracle today because it came for that reason and for that season and we cannot expect miracles today that another group talks in the same in this way that is wrong there are another group says miracles took place at the time of Jesus and Apostles there is no record of miracles in the Bible after the instance of the book of Acts so no miracles are taking place today there are people say they, they say that miracles stopped at the book of Acts and you don't go to the other epistles you don't really see miracles taking place and I believe the Bible is written to bring up the church and grow the church in the word of God they are all teachings right so we don't really see and is it true that we don't see miracles today it all stopped at the time of apostles no we don't believe it and I don't believe it because Bible doesn't say so there is still another group that puts that miracles are in a more you know they say in the more spiritual sense you know today we we really don't we shouldn't be going behind miracles all that we need is the word of God and they say that we cannot really agree on the miracles but the foundation and the truth is the word of God and that is true the truth is the word of God but what the word of God says these are the signs they follow that's what the word of God says and we cannot agree to it because signs and wonders followed every time when Jesus preached the word when the apostles preached the word they preached the word and there were miracles immediately signs and wonders followed immediately and we cannot agree to this school of thought so putting all this together there are various thinking around and I'm not talking about something which is you know which is happening somewhere you know in, in the globe in the globe in the universe I'm talking something that is being preached today in the churches out there even in Halifax everywhere these kind of things are preached today in the churches and as children of God we need to know what the Word of God says you know it is the most misunderstood topic of the church today is the miracle working power of God you know Satan what he did what he does he effectively used this as a tool you know to deviate many away from God you know many people are deviated away from God towards his stuff what is his stuff he spread delusion among the believers saying the miracles are not biblical you know that teaching is spread across everywhere miracles are not biblical you cannot expect miracles to happen today and he intensifies the false miracles or he you know work in the form of false religions and cult and false teachings and he makes miracles to appear there in those places so by doing it he is deviating the children of God the believers from the word of God into those false things you know there are very very minority of two Christians in this world we know that we all know that where are the rest 
The rest are all taken away by, the, by Satan, the enemy. How they are taken away into his captivity? By showing miracles. By showing signs and wonders. Whereas word of God teaches us, the, these are the signs will follow those who believe. And God expects these miracles to happen in the church today. So that Satan will not carry away these people. Satan, these people will not get carried away into the false things by the devil, by Satan himself. Remember when Moses performed a miracle, the magicians of Egypt, they also performed miracles. Today Satan can perform miracle. Miracle can happen in an ungodly situation. Miracle can happen even in the thick demonic situation. Miracle can happen even where the you know where the devil is situated. Miracle can happen everywhere. It is important that we need to have miracles happening in our churches today. Just listen to me. When Philip was performing miracle in Samaria, what was going on there? Simon the sorcerer, he was also performing miracles there. Philip was there in Samaria preaching the word of God and Bible says God was performing miraculous things. You know, miraculous signs and wonders were taking place by the hands of Philip and the apostles. And Simon the sorcerer, he was also performing miracles there. The truth is when Moses, Philip and Paul and Peter, you know, they, when they are not available in today's churches, the miracles are performed by Satan. Did you listen to that? When we don't see Paul and Silas, uh, sorry, Paul and Peter, Moses and Philip and such, you know, uh, people of God, when we don't see them in the churches today, the miracles are performed by the Simon the sorcerer and the magicians of the Egypt. You know, that's what is exactly going on in today's world. You know, every time when the miracle took place, I see the miraculous personally attached to an individual. Did you notice that? It was an amazing fact yesterday. I was you know, finding it difficult to digest that fact. Every time when the miracle took place, it was not really happening when the church really prayed. Bible doesn't say that he got healed. When Peter and John walked, there was healing. When Philip went to preach the gospel in Samaria, there was healing taking place. You know, healing or miracles always attached with a personality, with an individual, with an individual life. God, listen to this, God used Noah to destroy the world. In the flood. God used Moses to part the Red Sea. God used Joshua to make the sun stand still in the mid of the heaven. God used Jonah to save Nineveh from the destruction. God used Elijah to bring fire and to destroy the prophets of Baal. God used Jesus to heal the sick and to deliver those who are oppressed. God used Peter and John to heal the lame as they were entering into the temple. God used Peter's shadow to you know, heal the sick. God also used Paul's handkerchief and the apron to heal the sick. Everywhere when we see the miracles and healing are taking place in the word of God, it is always attached to a personality, to an individual. You know, there is no doubt that God...
God is looking for such people Noah, Moses and Jonah you know all that we can name from the word of God God is expecting them to be seen in the churches today and the moment they are not in the churches available in the churches miracle cannot take place when the church can pray and you know wait and fast and be together but God still needs that individual there to do the work of God if not we will see Satan out there performing all sort of things and people are attracted towards that miracle the gift of healing is not given or you know we read in in the word of God uh, most of the time it is not given to a community or it is not given to a denomination it is not given to a group of people or to a church okay let, there is nowhere we can see of oh, this church is given a gift of healing so if you just walk into the church you will get healed just like that then we need to be careful a little there it is not given to a community or to a group of people the gift of healing or any of that gift is given to an individual to an individual even when you know in Galatians when he puts uh, or in in Corinthians when he put the you know the gifts of healing it is all for believers it is all for individual lives that's where we see there you know God is looking for such people today in all the scriptures we read about the miracle working power of God we see the power of God was displayed through the apostles at least all the scriptures we read today from the book of Acts it's all we see the power of God is seen through the apostles and God is looking for you and me to carry out this precious miracle working power of God to turn many more lives towards God you know today we we, we, we say that really we don't need miracle the word of God is what is needed but then that's for a very very few a bunch of people those who can understand but there are millions out there they may not be able to understand what the word of God says all that they need just a miracle to trigger their faith once there's such a miracle happens in their lives when they, once their faith is triggered then there is opening to receive the word of God you know that's how God works that's how God worked in the past and that's how God is working today and God is looking for you and me today and today many churches they preach that God no more does miracles as I said they preach even miracles are seasonal it was needed for the early church but it is not needed today and they easily conclude that miracles of today are the result of either false teachings or they are performed by false uh, false prophets or false evangelists you know wherever there is a miracle crusade the churches very blindly and outwardly they say that don't go there because it is false teaching or it is a piece of false prophet because why they don't believe in miracles anymore they don't believe in miracles anymore you know I have read testimonies when such preachers are in desperate need of healing from their cancer those who preach saying that God doesn't do miracle God doesn't perform miracle anymore but some point of time in their lives they are in desperate need of healing or from their heart diseases or some disease in their later day they cry out to God for healing and you know what God heals them he's still compassionate God heals them you know God's miracles does not make sense to one 
who is in no need of a miracle if I don't need any healing in my body how much ever you preach that God can heal you today I'm not going to listen to it because why I don't need healing I'm well that healing makes sense somebody who is going through sickness somebody who is counting their days you go and tell them God can heal you today they will just grasp it they will just take it because it doesn't make sense to me today it does it make really make sense to someone who is in need who is in need and don't we know that there are many people out they are in need of the miracle working power of God today miracles are needed today for those who are in need of miracle healing is a need not for the one who is healthy but for those who are sick those who are given up by doctors those who are just left out you know counting their days you know we have been praying we prayed for a prayer request it says only 30 days she can be alive doctor said that you know we you know when such situation arises that's where we come to a realization oh God can even heal today so teaching about miracles and healing power of God is not an outdated one it is the current teaching what we need today so let's try to understand why miracle working power of God not seen in the churches today as it was seen in the early churches I want to say three reasons for that as we saw God used individuals over the history in the Bible and even from the time of the book of Acts and even today if you go back to history there are many people used by God in the, for in the, in the, in the healing, in the healing uh, ministry in the miracle working ministry God even still uses individuals in that way you know at times there is something going on today I don't know whether you notice that you know those people those who are you know uh, uh, who are conducting miracle crusades or healing ministries we see them standing outside the churches I wonder why they are not able to be with the main church why they are not able to continue their ministry in the main church do you know why churches don't allow that to happen churches don't allow that to happen if God gives a gift to a believer and if that believer is able to conduct a healing meeting the pastor won't allow the church won't allow the denomination won't allow then obviously they find their way out because God wanted to use them and today we see they do the miracle crusades and many are getting healed many are coming to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ you know churches become very very you know uh, very very adamant about it and they don't want things to happen in the church when we look at the early church it is totally in the other way miracles were taking place and you know, by the church members Paul and and Peter they were just part of the church they were part of the early church there are three reasons we can talk about today why miracles are not seen first of all not keeping Christ as an example the churches today are the individuals those who are not keeping Christ as an example we cannot experience any miracles you know the apostles who performed you know those miracles in those early days the apostles were probably uh, you know those apostles apostles they were probably you know going out for fishing on Sundays right if you look at their earlier life they were going out for fishing their job and some of the tax collectors if you remember they know that Sunday is the day when the traffic is very high and they just go and sit there to collect their taxes on Sunday because the income on Sunday is very very high 
and they started going but you know what happened you know some of the people I talked to um, they, you know they say that no I don't really want to keep my restaurant open on Sundays they ask why 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 you say that Sundays it's a good day because there are a lot of business can happen on Sunday because there are a lot of people out there Sundays but you know some people they chose to close the restaurant why because they know that it is a godly day the day has to be completely given to God and these disciples they were out there doing all these sort of things you know they started going to church on Sunday morning do you know that all the disciples John Peter and you know all these guys they started going to church on Sunday morning when when Jesus called them when Jesus called them into the ministry they started going to church on Sunday and every week they were in the church but it was not very far very long only three and a half years three and a half years you know they were attending a church where they saw Jesus three and a half years they were attending participating a church there they saw Jesus we are talking about the reason why miracles took place in the early church is they were keeping Jesus as an example you know they were being part of a church where word of God was preached as it is written they were part of a church where the preaching was proved by miracles you know they were part of the church where healing took place all that they heard was the powerful teachings followed by signs and wonders performed by their master Lord Jesus Christ you know they never went again to listen to the, those powerless preaching of those Pharisees and so-called teachers of the law did you listen to that those three and a half years those disciples every Sunday they were there listening to the masters they never went back to their you know to those Pharisees and teachers of law and to those their powerless teaching to know the Word of God they never went back to there they never went back to the churches where God's miracle working power was denied they were with the master for three and a half years they had only one example in all that they had is Jesus Christ their leader their savior their master they had just one example to follow and they had no other teaching telling that you know no uh, modern events have uh, the, uh, the characteristics of what we see have seen in the in the Bible the, the no other teaching saying that you know the miracles of the Bible cannot take place so they were not going to listen to such teachings they were not listening to teachings which say spiritual gifts are no longer needed it is all for the early church they were not going to the churches you know there is no means by which people today can receive these gifts they were not being part of the church and they teach saying that no 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 you, I don't think you can receive such gifts from God it's all given for those apostles they were not part of the church they were just constantly listening to the masters you know what I'm trying to say it is important to listen the word of God where it is preached in fullness in a proper way and the disciples were doing it the Bible teaches that miracles would cease when their purpose was fulfilled you know they were teaching that way there are churches teaching that way miracles were ceased when the purpose were fulfilled but no they were not willing to listen to such teachings they were just constantly listening to their Savior they decided that is the place they want to listen from God 
you know today it is it is good to listen from listen many messages but we need to know the source i'm not saying that you need to listen only to your pastor no i can maybe bring in very very little of it but there are there are many good preachers out there as long as we know from where we are listening we are free to go and listen to them it is important to grow in that way not just one source but if you find that you get everything here just remain here that that's what you know that's what that that's the teaching that's important but they had only one example and it doesn't matter whether which church we are still jesus is our example nobody else they were just keeping jesus all that these apostles they have seen was one leader their master and savior who said to them one word follow me just one word he spoke to them follow me and they were just following him not any man not any individual not any churches nobody else they were just following his his command as he said in John 14:12 let's read that scripture John 14:12 says John 14:12 he said follow me and he also said most assuredly i say to you he who believes in me the works that i do he will do also and greater works than these he will do because i go to my father verse 13 John 14 verse 13 and whatever you ask in my name that i will do that the father may be glorified in the son if you ask anything in my name i will do it it is in the context of prayer is what jesus is saying that most assuredly i say to you he who believes in me he will do the work of what i did and he will do even greater works you know they were just listening from such a master and today we don't see miracles in our churches today because you know people follow many teachings and listen to many preachers they eventually fail to follow jesus christ when we follow our savior jesus christ miracles are part of it miracles are part of him miracles follow when he preaches because this particular verse in this in the context of prayer and he said you will do great things and he says if you ask i will give you if you ask i will give you it is said in the context of prayer and today that's what god expects us to listen to our master and keep god almighty as our direction and as our savior secondly i believe the reason why god's power is not seen in churches today is not willing to sacrifice not willing to sacrifice let's go back to jesus again jesus says in luke 9:23 luke 9:23 if any man will come after me what did he say let him let him deny himself and take up his cross how many days every day daily and follow me see how important every word is there right if any man will come after me let him deny himself and take up the cross daily and follow me it talks about a sacrifice the second reason why we don't see miracles today in the churches because we are not willing to sacrifice let me take you further the self myself says 
pray if you feel like praying but self-denial says just pray anyway you know what I'm saying myself says pray when you feel like pray if you are really tired just don't pray that's enough or if you are not really feeling good don't pray you don't need to force yourself but self-denial says pray just pray no matter what's going on just pray you know there are times when you know prayer is a delight for most of us you know, there are times when we really enjoy we really refresh in the presence of God but there are prayer at times the prayer is also challenging some of you know most of you know what I'm talking about prayer is not always pleasant prayer is mostly it's refreshing but prayer is also you know facing the enemy prayer is also facing the enemy prayer is also challenging you know if you want to work in somebody's life if you want to work in some family you need to pray and you need to fight it out to deliver them from the hands of the enemy you need to pray and you need to fight with the enemy and you know in order to bring the deliverance in their lives you know there are times that we need to wrestle with God as Jacob did I will not let you go except you bless me there are times in prayer that we need to wrestle there are times when the answer is slow in coming we keep praying but we don't get the answer you know Daniel has to wait 21 days for the answer there are times in our lives we don't get the answer immediately but then we need to force and it is not so pleasant we need to continuously pray we need to continuously ask that's what the word of God says there are times when we need to you know we need to wrestle uh, even though by our body is not supporting there are many many times you know we feel our nerves are stressed but you know we need to still pray as Elijah was praying and you know uh, for the fire and for the rain he was just praying he was not feeling like praying there but he had to pray there because things have to happen so every time miracles of God miracles uh, miracle working power of God is seen when there is a willingness to sacrifice and there is a willingness to sacrifice you know at times you know prayer requests requests self-denial prayer requests self-denial you know only the person who believes in the power of prayer will be ready or will be willing to deny himself or you know to keep the demands of his body away and pray only those who believe in the power miracle working power of God the early church prayed you know 10 days there once Jesus rose from the dead and he went away went to heaven 10 days they God told just tarry in Jerusalem they just don't move from here just wait here they just prayed 10 days tarrying and waiting to receive the power from above Moses spent 40 days Bible says word of God says you know 40 days he was in the mountain talking with God not even drinking and not even eating anything and when he came his face was radiant you know people couldn't even see his face they, he has to put a veil you know because such a power of God was resting in his life 40 days you know in fasting can you imagine churches are not willing to sacrifice today when I say church I'm talking about individuals because the power of God can be seen through individuals today George Muller prayed his entire lifetime 
throughout his life you know he prayed and he secured one million dollar just by prayer not by asking just by his knees he got one million more than one million dollars and he could support two thousand orphans on that day just by prayer just by kneeling down just by sacrificing Jesus went went up to the mountain to pray and when he came out he was just ready to cast out the demon he was ready to perform miracle every time he has to go and spend time with father in order to get that done sacrifice churches are not willing to sacrifice that's where we don't see miracles and the easy way out is to say that the miracles are belong they belong to the apostles time miracles don't belong to the church today it is easy to say that out you know Jesus fasted and he prayed and he you know it was tough it was difficult every time and he did that he was willing to sacrifice things it is true you know God made that provision available you know some of us ask questions why we need to sacrifice he did everything for us he sacrificed everything for us already why we need to do it you know God made that provision available because of his sacrifice but we need to remember you know how much true that we say that they are free it is so much true they are also precious they are also pure they are also holy the gifts of God they are free it is so much it is important it is so much free we don't need to really do anything but in order to receive the gift of God in our lives and the gift of God is so precious they are so pure and they are so holy and your preparation is so important our preparation is so important that's where the self-denial comes that's where the self-sacrifice comes unless we are not ready for it you know God cannot really give the display or display that you know the miracle working power of God through our lives you know we need to prepare ourselves to handle this and we need to pray for it by sacrificing in prayer and bringing self-discipline in our life then only we can see the glory of God the second reason not willing to sacrifice the third reason it is important today not many will talk about this want to talk about this but I will do it today the grace of God I believe it is difficult to deal to say this in the churches today the third thing why the churches are not willing are not able to see the miracle working power of God because they are not willing to come out of the personal things the churches are not willing to come out of the personal things you know we don't see miracles today as we have seen in the early churches today because God things are taken for granted you know when we when we come to church you know when we when you get used to the scriptures when we get used to preaching you take things for granted right we take things for granted sometimes even I do that and I didn't have much time okay I just get a word and then I come and preach because I know God will enable me you know things are taken granted things will be just taken easily as we get used to things you know as we don't see Ananias and Sapphira falling down and dying today in the churches we take things granted we when we come to the presence of God we take things granted and we think that 
it is okay to live with those personal things which I am going to talk about. You know many churches and ministers of God are powerless today because we have something which is called the pet sins. Pet sins. Which I would like to call the bedside sins. And we want to pamper those, you know, those things and we want to keep those things in our lives. The churches become powerless and the ministers of God including me we become powerless because we want to keep those pet sins or the, 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 the personal things what we call it as or I call it as a bedside sins or I call it as the, the sins which we keep under the pillow and preserve. You know those kind of things we don't want to or the churches don't want to come out of it. We don't see the power of God. We don't see the power of God. When Paul says to press toward the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Jesus Christ. We don't want to leave our personal things. When the writer of Hebrews says let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily entangles us. And let us run, you know, uh, with endurance the race that is set before us. We decide to lay aside everything else except those pet sins in our lives. The miracle working power of God cannot be seen in our lives as long as we have taken willful decision to live with these personal things in our lives. You know, many men and women of God are living under these bondages. You know, it is foolishness to argue and say, there is no tongue, there is no gifts of God, no miracles take place in the churches and walk away. I would say it, it is a foolish thing to say that. It is, it is important to say that why those things are not seen in my life. You know that's what I want to pray to God. Why I don't see those things happening in my life. When I pray why do I don't see things happening in my life. There is something wrong in my life. Rather than blaming somebody else. And rather than saying that Bible is, is partial. It is not complete. It is contradicting to each other. No not at all. It is time that we need to look and analyze our own lives. You know, I have seen young believers, non-Christian believers coming to know the knowledge of God, the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. When they are there, when we go and share them, tell them, you need the anointing of the Holy Spirit, they are just willing. And when we lay hands on them, they speak in tongues. They don't have any preconceived ideas. They don't have anything going on in their mind. Because they know. They are just able to drink the word of God just as a pure milk. You know, but we question. We, we, we say so many things. Because we are, you know, dumped with so many things in our mind. We have so many questions, so many teachings which we came across. And God expects that kind of pure hearts today. Where God's miracle working power. They speak in tongues. They prophesy. The gifts of God will operate in their lives. And God expects that childlike heart in every one of us you know what is the personal things which we are dealing with today what is the pet sins that we are or the bedside sins we are talking about today you know our pet sin is a sin that we don't want the preachers to preach about 
Our pet sin is the sin we don't want the preachers to preach about. Are you able to follow me? Our pet sin, my pet sin is the one I don't want to preach about. When I get into that page, I will just turn that page. I don't want to preach about because it will hurt me. It will talk to me. I don't want to allow that. It is a sin for which we are always ready to make excuses. That is what is the pet sin. It is a sin which although we would not admit that it is a sin, we prefer to do it when we think no one is going to see that. That is what is the pet sin. I know, I know, I mean you know what I am talking about. I know what I am talking about. It is a sin which leads us captive most easily, quickly. We will fall into it. It is a sin which we are always ready to defend. When someone says about that, it really hurts our nerve. And we want to just defend it. It is a sin which causes the clouds of doubt come in our lives. Guilt and shame to cross our spiritual sky. To, you know, if you were to step up into our spiritual lives, it brings doubt in our lives. And whenever we are really feel the need of getting connected with God, that's the time that sin will come and stand between us and God. That's the pet sin we are talking about. It is the sin which we are most unwilling to give up. We can give up everything else except this. We got so used to it. We cannot live without it. That's what is the pet sin. It is a sin which we think is so small that God hardly sees it. It is a very small thing that I am dealing with. It is hidden. Even God, God doesn't really sees it. But yet, it is so large that we are sure that we cannot live without it. We want to just keep living with it and doing everything else we God asks us to do. We just want to continue to do it. Yet it is a sin which must be thrown aside or else we will drop easily out of our race. It is that particular sin is what the churches are not wanted to come, what to want to come out of it. That's why we don't see the power of God being displayed in churches. It is a sin we are continually trying to make ourselves believe that it is an infirmity to me. Eventually that's what we'll come at. And we will even quote, Paul had a thorn in his body, in his flesh. Probably he may be in a secret sin and he was living in a secret sin. That's the, that may be the, probably the, the thorn in the, in the flesh of Paul. Okay, let me live with it. I can't come out of it. There is no way I can be out of it. And God cannot use us. That's the sad part of it. God cannot use us. You know, the main reason for the powerlessness of today's church is a pet sin that is keeping us away from God. You know, consecration, I believe, consecration, when the word of, word of God says, consecrate yourselves. The consecration, it really means about, it talks about these personal things. 
we know all know being washed by the blood of Jesus but when he says consecrate yourself for a holy thing to happen in your life as he spoke to the children of Israel the consecration always deals with these personal things what I just talk about consecration is not talking about all the hundred sins which we can get away with but the, it talks about the only one thing which we are dealing with that's what God wants us to come out of it I'm not really talking about you know the, the 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 fall the little small falls we may have here and there you know sometimes we say that we are all human we make mistakes and then we come out of it I'm not really talking about it I'm talking about continuously willfully we are keeping some things in our lives and that's what is there you know that blocks the power of God to be seen in our lives and this is the time that you know we need to come out of it as a church and start seeking God in every area of our lives you know if you remember no soldier in a country will allow the soldier to continue if the soldier has a secret touch with someone else in the enemy's army you know what I'm talking about no country will allow the soldier to continue in the army if the soldier is continuing to keep a secret contact with someone else from the enemy's army when we live in such a pet sins in our lives the enemy has a legal right in us enemy has legal right in us and God cannot tolerate it God cannot handle it and that's why it becomes so important that we need to be available for God hundred percentage so that God can be used us when we make sin we come come to God and regret for it and to ask God's help to come out of it so we saw three reasons today why the power of God is not seen in the churches first one not keeping Christ as an example Christ is an example where God's power was seen in his life and if we keep Christ as an example we follow his footsteps and we will preach the word and we will see wonderful things happening by God and we are not willing to sacrifice you know prayerless preachings and prayerless things will not result in anything prayerless you know effort will you know bring vain things in our lives and God expects us to sacrifice and thirdly not willing to come out of those pet sins in our lives and God wants us to come out of it if we do all these things we will go back to early church you know early church they were not keeping these pet sins in their life you know why they saw Ananias and Sapphira they knew very well they cannot lie to the Holy Spirit and today by the grace of God things are taken granted in every one of our lives and let us pray to God and let us ask him Lord help me to come out of these things and I do not know what God is talking to you today but I know what God is trying to deal with me today and I'm sure every one of you know what God is talking to deal with you can you just ask God this morning as we close our eyes